Please, please, please leave me a rating and a review. Well, I guess it's a eulogy. I guess I would be more like, um, wanting someone to say, like, from, what was that one movie? Um, I think it's Half-Baked. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, I know the movie, of course. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. <laughs> fuck you. I'm out. <laughs> Fun talk with Dasha Anderel. In this interview, she tells me some stories about being bipolar, trans, bi, and polyfidelitous. She's currently on her way to becoming an interior designer, and boy, I was embarrassed to have her in my cat puke-stained studio. Such a beautiful person. I feel calm yet strong after hanging out with her. I am a fan, but maybe that's because she asked me some questions, and I love attention. Here's the interview. That was beautiful. Okay, I'll leave that straight into my introduction. Oh, cool. Are people good or bad? I, actually, we should do. So this is edited. <laughs> we can throughout the whole episode if um if it's uncomfortable, um or you can interrupt at any time. Uh, and say like, oh shit! I just said my mom's name, and I don't want that. And then, oh yeah, well, we can swear it. too, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm a bit blue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, and go swear. Fuck shit. <laughs> uh, curses. Wait. Goddamn. <laughs> Shithead. What are all the swears? Um, oh yeah, piece of shit. Piece of shit. But fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Oh man! Yes, yeah, swear words are funny. I'm not sure there's, they've kind of been. They were the words that you weren't supposed to say, right. and now as an adult, it's just like, oh, just don't be racist, sexist, or homophobic. Like, don't say right. those words, and it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> oh, and the mental health stuff too. Yeah. Like the R word. Yeah, that one still pops up every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, I'll hear people say it. Or how about the C word? For mental health. Or the, Crazy. The, yeah, that C word. It's a couple C words. Yeah, that's really popular. Thanks, Narles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard, that's a hard one. That's a hard fight to uh to uh to get past. Yeah, I've been fighting for a few years on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Since '96, actually, um, I've been fighting against stuff like that. Cool. Can you get a little bit closer? Yeah. Get it right up, and then you can move right the there. whole stand if you want. Like it. So since '96, you've been um. Telling people to stop saying crazy because mm-hmm. you don't want to uh, just stigmatize. Um. Yeah, it's rude. Yeah, it's mean. Um, I think most people would do stuff like that, though. They don't really realize they're saying that. Certainly. I mean, that one, like, I use crazy all the time. A lot of people do. Um, and I will take that into consideration and not use it as much. Thank you. You're awesome. I won't call you a skinny fuck either, then. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, all right. Introduction. Are people good or bad? Ironically, those who think we're good spend all our time talking about how shitty people can be, and those who think people are bad spend all their time pretending everything is fine. So just stop complaining. 
I place myself in the first category. This show, your eulogy, the show where we talk to someone about their life so that we can talk about their death, focuses on traumatic events and sad outcomes, but I don't want to add to the mean world syndrome and represent people as deflated vacuum bags filled with sadness. This interview may have some sad slash hard stuff in it, but it's a misrepresentation of all <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. At a, I met Daja at a community radio volunteer orientation. She was funny and intense and, and interesting, so I grabbed her email. As I suspected, the strength of her character did not come from nothing at all. It came from a life in which we will talk about. She's working towards becoming an interior designer. She's a trans right activist and a cool ass person. Oh, thanks. Let's talk about um, since 96. You said you've been um, helping destigmatize mental illness. And that is something that you share, something that you have. Let's talk about bipolar disorder first. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, go. How, how did that get diagnosed? Because that would have been <laughs> before it was that um, widely diagnosed. Sorry to interrupt. That is not true. I am a rookie interviewer, and I was trying to make a more interesting question out of the simple question. You have bipolar. Can you tell us some stuff about it or yada yada? So sorry about that. Back to the interview. But I went in and out of mania and depression throughout my teens. And I don't know, it was, it was medium. But by the time I was about 18, it started getting severe. Um, that's when I did like unruly things in public. Um, you know, was instigating fights sometimes. You know, and, you know, I'm of a size, you know, that people would not want to be in a fight with me generally which is kind of stupid because like it's not like I, I do yoga all the time you know i'm probably not in shape for it anyway but <laughs> i'm intimidating yeah 5 10 and you know broad <laughs> <laughs> so anyways i never really got in trouble with it with fights you know yeah um i got in jail once but that's because i was yelling at my parents um it was really bad i was really yelling at them you know, like, how dare you force me to do this or that? Um, I was coming out as trans and pan at the time. It was a mess. <sighs> and someone just called for a public disturbance or something? My parents. Oh, so your parents called? Yeah. And they're like... The sheriff shows up, and I laugh at the sheriff, and I run away. You know, I'm like, ha you fat ass. You can't run over all these, like, <laughs> you know, gardening mounds. You know, I'm just like a deer. You know, and he's finally like, geez, just stop. I got to take you in. I'm going to get you. And I'm like, okay, you're right. You're right. I can't run forever. And then I get in the cop car and I take my head and I bash it on the window, you know, trying to break out. It doesn't make sense is what I'm trying to point out in that state. You know, like you're irrational. Um, you jump to conclusions. You say the first thing in your mind all the time. Um, what were you thinking when you were in the cop car? Fuck you. This, no, you're not taking me away. You know, because like, the irrational part is like, of course, they're going to get you. You know, just a matter of time. They have radios. They're going to track you down. They're going to hunt you and they're going to find you, you know, but um, it didn't matter. You know, at the time I, I thought I could get away. I was not necessarily stupid, just irrational and full of strength, too. Um, 
the mania stuff turns you into a superhero kind of person. Um, and at this point, were you like, how old were you? I was 19. 19, okay. So, Hence them being able to take you away because you were... I imagine <laughs> if you're younger, you don't just get put in cop cars for... <laughs> I hope that's where we're at. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, I obeyed my P's and Q's for the most part in high school and uh, middle school. So I never found out about that kind of stuff. Which kind um, of stuff? Naughty stuff like cop cars. Mm. But anyways, in jail at that time, uh, they had a psychologist come in and diagnose me. Um, first time. Um, I'm not a criminal, he said. I don't belong here. Get, him in, get this person in the hospital. So um, spent like a couple weeks there. And, in the hospital? Yeah. Okay. And that's where they tell you all sorts of things. Like, you're not perfect. Yeah, you might feel like it, but you need to take these pills. And if you don't, you can stay in this rubber room for another couple days. So this ableism stuff is sensitive to me. Um, not just because it's rude. In regards to calling people crazy? Yeah. Offhandedly? Yeah. And you what know, are you, crazy? It's just shallow. But if you've ever been in a rubber room, they're not going to let you out indefinitely. Um, that would probably give you a different respect for the word. Yeah. <laughs> in the same light, um, always sliding people for civil rights things, like whatever color you are, whatever creed you are, you have a disability, you know, all these things add up to marginalization. And when you're marginalized, you, you turn invisible, you know, because like you're not normal, you're not a regular person. And um, I actually have at least three aspects of that going on in my life. I've got bipolar disorder, I'm a transgender woman, and I am also a pansexual woman. Um, you could probably add a fourth because I'm polyfidelitous, um, which means I would rather be married to multiple people. Um, it's a marriage model that will probably never be legalized. <laughs> um, at least not in my lifetime. In yeah, that sounds like some spreadsheets uh, <laughs> to deal with. Yeah, uh, my partner and I um, were hoping for a quad. We'd like to meet a couple of men and be married to them too. So, a four-person marriage. Yeah. 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 People don't like messing with the idea of um, marriage or the idea of family. You know, these platonic forms, these right? <laughs> concepts that we hold in our head. We don't like to stray from them. Like, I hear people talk about like, hey, I think there's nothing wrong with being gay. It's just like marriage means something. Right. And I want, you know, like they'll tell me. Because they want, they know, you know, they right. they have friends and family that they love that are gay. And they're like, I want to love them. But I also <laughs> love this idea of Adam and Eve. And I was like, I, well, I mean, look how that worked out. Like, they're, one kid killed the other. Right. And she, you know, he hated her. So, like, that wasn't a great marriage. Right. So, what do you think of Christianity? I have a lot of thoughts on Christianity. Thank you for asking, Dasha. But that's not what this episode is going to episode is going to be about the joke i just made was a joke referencing cain and abel 
which is a very funny joke if you are familiar familiar with Christianity and Genesis part two. <laughs> Whatever. Back to the interview. But anyway, I want to ask you about um, if you want to talk about it, hmm? you've a, you've a cool uh, story, or at least a cinematic story about you and taking a bus. <laughs> a bus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you want to talk about that? We don't. Um... Well, this show is about some sad things, isn't it? Yeah, kind <laughs> of. I mean, if it, it, everything's interesting. What would you like to know about that bus ride? Just like the story of it, or yeah. You sent me... Okay. Um... I was living in South Minneapolis at the time. Um, it was 1995. And um, I was really happy. I just graduated from high school in 94. Really happy not to be under my parents' house anymore, you know, on that roof. Um, I have been told so many times, don't you ever leave this house in a dress. You know, things like that. It was just so um, biphobic, transphobic homophobic of course but um south minneapolis was an alien different place mm. for me it was free how are you with your parents now um <clears throat> i just saw my dad four years ago um it was at my naming ceremony um for the second time i came out as trans and this time it worked um i found my way through transition services but my dad um got red in the face and was really looking like he was going to throw a punch. And, you know, I could best my dad by the time I was 15, but it's like, you know, the moral of this story is, you know, I don't want to listen to you anymore. You're toxic. I, I've been trying with you for 20 years. You know, you've never even gone a P flag, you know, which is for parents, you know, of people who are, you know, queer and trans. Mm -hmm. um, that really hurt. I hurt a lot, you know, so um, I disowned him, told him to go be happy, but I don't want to be in your life. And don't ever come back, even if you do figure out a way, you know, to understand this. And I don't care. We're done. Back to the bus story. Uh, so one night, I don't know, I was probably, I think it was probably a Friday night or something like that. I didn't have to work anyway. Um, I was out, you know, just roaming around, um, kind of like trying to think my way out of things. You know, what am I supposed to do? I can't sit here and make like this low wage at two jobs forever, you know, feeling desperate and hopeless. It just came to me to step off the curb in front of this, this bus that was coming up and, uh, it really should not have stopped. Um, it took me years to understand that, but it was literally like an inch from my nose. <laughs> It really should have worked, but um, that was the one time out of about five times that I really did want to die. Um, I had had enough, you know. Um, I was about 19, sick with bipolar disorder. Yeah, it was harsh, but um, I, I learned. So, I'm sorry. I just want to get this image. Oh sure. You step out. And the bus, was it just like a great bus driver who was just really paying attention? It was a really pissed off bus driver. <laughs> but that was a story. I, um, years later, though, I learned um, once I found Joe and my partner, um, they had actually journaled in that month of that year, you know, June of 1996, right? 
um, is what I think it was. Might have been 95. Anyway, I forget. Memory's not so good when you're manic. But anyways, they journaled to, um, they prayed to protect me, uh, their future partner. And that's seriously what I think stopped that bus. I think Angel stopped that bus. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, that that uh, they journaled it, and it was it was linked like that. I mean, my my housemate who you met downstairs believes in stuff like that. So I've been mm-hmm. come very steadfast in my disbelief of stuff like that. Okay, <laughs> because I think he leans on it in an unhealthy way. Sure, but it's hard to deny <laughs> stories like that. You know, it's odd. Yeah, yeah. when you see that similarity, just like just line up like that. Um, it's stronger than a fortune cookie. I'll give that. <laughs> In lieu of a eulogy for this episode, well, Dasha kind of gave one at the very beginning with the half-baked uh, quote. But in lieu of a eulogy, I'm using this part because after she said it, I just thought it was great. And it seemed to be more honest and pure since it was not ruminated as a eulogy. So this next section is that. Um, All right. How do you feel? I feel like I got I to gotta pull up the ship for you. Um, I want to tell you something um, with his interior design stuff. And the radio stuff you know, that we share now. Um, it's been really hard for me um, to be included for many, many decades. Um, I've been outed here and there and I've been, um, kept aside. I've been cast aside. So the interior design stuff is something I always want to do from junior high. And, um, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I actually get half my tuition paid, um, through a spousal benefit. Um, my partner works for colleges, universities, the state ones. Yeah. It's coming back to me. I think you told me this. There are blessings in this world. There are good things in this world, you know. But um, I'm seeing trends. I'm seeing that you can dust yourself off and you can try again. You know, when you're knocked down, you can try again. And this is really important for me to stress to your listeners. You know, that a sad story doesn't necessarily have to end sad. It's up to you, you know. I don't know where I get my hope from. I used to say God, but... I think it's actually more internal than that. I think I'm just so incredibly pissed off and driven, you know, that that's probably what gets me through the days. But I will succeed one day, you know. But as for this day, I'm alive. And that says a lot for someone with bipolar disorder. Um, A lot of us don't make it this far. Oh, yeah, and I'm 43. Yeah, so... I think I'm probably going to make it through my life without trying suicide again. After the interview, we talked a little bit more off mic. I left the, uh, the room mic on and Dasha asked me a very simple but very good question. I'm not sure I got a good answer, but she says something fairly interesting. Everyone is just so tricked by the idea of logic. 
We just want things to be clear. <laughs> and I was like, life isn't a fucking filing cabinet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Matthew, why do you keep going on? Going on? If you had a reason, like, why do you keep on waking up and trying again? I think... Um... I think, at the same time, life is meaningless. Like, humans are meaningless. I think we much overvalue. Like, the fact that we have an idea of God making us this image is like, no, 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 God doesn't care about the humans. God has the whole universe. I think we're a blip. I think we're an exception. So I think there's no meaning. But, for me, and the people I'm around, it's the most meaningful thing. Oh, it's very paradoxical. Mm-hmm. I think that we were, because I've lived both ways. I've given up before, and it, and it didn't. It just didn't improve my life. Maybe that's the the, the most honest answer. Yeah. I have gone the other way, and it just didn't improve shit. I love the meaninglessness that you're talking about. <laughs> I happen to kind of agree. I mean, whether you're famous, you're rich, you're poor, whatever, you're still human, yeah. and you're having experiences and. You know, even as little as something as touching a cord can be, you know, pleasurable. You know, to um, drive a Maserati. You know, I mean, whatever, it's your life. What else do you know? You know, I mean, I don't remember anything else. So, like, of course I'm gonna wanna perpetuate to have another cheeseburger or something. Have another smile, hear another joke. I wonder if it's all about pleasure, though. I don't know. Pleasure does not get me volunteering, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it was really fun. Thanks for inviting me to this thing. Yeah. This has been your eulogy. My name is Matthew Schneeman. If you have any questions, you can email me at youreulogymail at gmail.com. And that's all I've got for this episode. Not in general. <laughs>